Welcome to the Kilo Chasers Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Dahl, along with my friend here. What's up? How you doing, Matt Ware, co-host, friend, all that above. <laughs> I'm all really that, working on that one. <laughs> all that jazz. Yeah, I should just I should just introduce you and I'll <laughs> just just roll with it. I don't know. If there's it works. Uh, it works. works. It's it's worked so far. So. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Yeah. So what have you been up to, man? I, I I have been out of touch with reality the last couple of days, being up set trying to get the camp venues set up and dealing with little family not I wouldn't say family issues, just communicating with family and trying to make sure that it goes as smoothly as it can. <laughs> yeah, totally. But, you know, um which I shoot, that's I guess that's all part of the that preparation, right? Yeah. Um Man, I've been, uh, let's see, this weekend has been semi-uneventful. Uh, I've been developing a recipe, as a, as you saw. So looking forward to that. Got some apple fritters coming. Um, Dude. Yeah. <laughs> that's like my, that's my, my uh, go-to when I need to put on a couple couple kilos. Well, yeah. That's the thing is like, um, it's not a yeasted product. I don't have yeah. to let it rise. And so I'm thinking, you know, if I'm going to be outside and I'm going to be cooking, I mean, this is strictly like I'm developing this re- recipe for the the Kilo Chasers. And uh, we'll see, you know, when it when it goes into the recipe book, it's going to be the Kilo Chasers apple fritter. Hell so yeah. That's, you know, that's what I, I love to do stuff like that. But it's, uh, you know, it's we're going to be up at the camp. We're going to need calories in between. And uh, these things are going to be uh, sitting around and you're going to put them in your mouth. They're going to be great. <laughs> No, they're gonna be fun. You know, I did like a, a bourbon vanilla glaze, uh, threw oh. some bacon in there. Man, <laughs> I'm gonna lighten up the dough a little bit because my first batch came out a little, a little cakey. Second batch was perfect around the edges. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I worked through some different techniques of of making sure that 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 oil saturates all the way through and cooks all the way through. Yeah, which you know how when you break open a fritter. You see, it almost looks like you got the, like the the strands that we have been fried individually. Yeah, yeah. Well, this was it was cooked all the way through. It just it wasn't like doughy or anything, but it was it just looked like bread when you popped it open. And so, okay, I made a couple different batches. The last batch was phenomenal. Um, I'm gonna tweak it just a little bit and put some um, soda water in there to try to aerate stuff. Okay, and then uh, okay. rock rock that batch, and I think we're about there. So. As opposed to like a regular donut, you're mm-hmm. you're cooking these or the oils a little bit higher temperature, right? It's not. Yeah, I mean, I got it at about three seventy five, three between three seventy five and four hundred is where I'm keeping my oil. Uh, okay. When it gets four hundred, they cook too quickly on the outside. Mm-hmm. I like to keep it right about three seventy five. Um, but as you're dropping stuff in that oil, you know, I mean, you're it's going to drop heat. the temp. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I'm using a cast iron to try to retain more of that heat by doing that. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm cooking at about 375. Normally I would be, I keep the oil about 325 if I'm doing like a cake donut. Yeah. So it's, you know, it, I want it to slow cook it. But with the fritter, you want to get that crispy edge around it. Yeah. And like you said, you want to have that like individual almost uh, funnel cake. Yeah, exactly. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. So. so. I shared some with the neighbors and and they're they're like, can you make me a dozen? I said, yeah. no, no, I can't. <laughs> For <laughs> $50, they, yes, I can make you. 
that's good. That's made good. to order neighbor donuts. <laughs> yeah. That's actually uh, that's, just saying. I mean, she goes, I want to have a party. Can you, will you cook for it? And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I just gave you some donuts. <laughs> Calm slow down. down. Calm slow down. down here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Good stuff. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. So you sent me that email about what, what to expect and what we have at the lake and, and, and whatnot. And I breezed through it. I didn't, I kind of wasn't, I didn't want to jump into it without having, yeah, um, I figured really have a time to sit down. But I mean, as far as cooking stuff, yeah. it's, it's a fully operating like family cabin. So it's, okay. it's, we got, like you said, you're going to bring your Blackstone, right? Well, yeah, I was going to bring that. I did. You said you had one, and if you have one, I'm not going to bring it, but I can bring mine. So, I talked to my brother, yeah. and the one that we have up there is a camp chef. It's not a Blackstone. Okay. It's a two, so it's a two burner. It just has like there's a dead spot like right in the middle. Oh, I see what you're saying. I know what you're talking about. The camp so chef. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a good. It's a. I mean, if we're going to do. I'll a bring product, mine, dude. Yeah, if we're gonna do a product review, there's yeah. a staunch difference. Between, <laughs> yes, I do between agree. between the Camp Chef and the Blackstone. Like it's, it'll get hotter in hell, but mm-hmm. it's not. It's just not the same. If you're if you want to cook on a flat top, yeah, you want the Blackstone. Yeah, um, I'll bring that. I just you know it's nice and seasoned. I'm, I used it again this weekend, and so we're nice. ready to go. Yeah, and then we got we have one gas barbecue. I'm gonna bring my. Uh, pit boss smoker and i think that'll be it we don't i mean we got more than enough i mean my so my grandparents have put on flat out like 30 person like dinner parties back in the day like this that they lived in this house for i think like eight years or something like that yeah um when they quote unquote retired the second time i don't i don't know <laughs> right they like re- they, they semi-retired and re- they were snowbirding all the time down to yuma and then they're like you know what we want to be home with our kids more her grandkids yeah. more so they retired fully and sold their business and built this house on the property that they they bought in 69 um but anyhow so they flat out like they my my grandpa would do lobster feeds like they, wow. like everybody wow. would just pitch everybody would pitch in like 50 bucks per person and yeah. he'd order flown in main lobster. Whoo. Yeah. A coworker that does that and it's and, she shows me pictures of it it's outstanding. Yeah, but I mean it was like we'd either not get the memo or my dad just didn't care and we'd show up and there's like 30 to 40 retired old like all my grandma and grandpa's old like lions club and elks and moose lodge yeah. friends you know <laughs> just nice, freaking nice. hanging out drinking gin and tonics and old fashions and eating freaking bomb ass food so, so so anyhow so the space we got almost as far as like the the food side of things i'm yeah. pretty sure i'll go through the list again but i'm pretty sure we have everything um okay yeah it's it's pretty much locked down and seating and everything else we're we're good Uh, yeah i was at the six foot table i'm thinking what i'm thinking is i'm gonna you know basically be posting up outside Mm -hmm. and cooking up cooking outside have like a a, that six foot table nice buffet so i because everything's going to be very family style you know i want people just to walk through and just fill plates you know 
Yeah. There's going to be an abundance of food and, you know, it's, it's like walk through, get your stuff and go sit down go find a place to sit. Yeah. Yeah, So we do have, um, we have an abundance of, uh, like hot plates of varying sizes and, and it, anything and everything really. So we will be able to like, do a full on buffet style and keep everything warm and, and hat. Um, I mean, I mean, shit, we even got the, like the big coffee carafe dispenser things. Like ah, it's, it's, see, that's <laughs> what I was going to ask you about. Right there. Like we're not going to be short. A must. <laughs> we're not going to be short on hot coffee. And yeah. I think there's, e- there's even an espresso machine up there for C- Cornell and, and <laughs> we have soda stream. And so he gets, Solid. so he can keep with his frilly California style freaking coffee (laughs) (laughs) solid solid so but uh big news big news i can't i cannot freaking forget this so first off um got in contact with sports nutrition center here local tigered and um meeting with them on monday to um lock down um what they're going to do for our athlete packages Um, i'm gonna try to get a flag from them too um, but the, the big new one is Kabuki strength came mm-hmm. through huge, like out of the blue that the email that I got back, it took him a little bit longer, which is fine. It's, it's busy time of year. Um, yeah. but the start of the email, I mean, you read it, it was like, well, we've already reached our quota, which is another part of <laughs> point of conversation here in a few minutes, but yeah, it just like, I, as soon as I read it, it was like 10 o'clock at night. Sarah's already passed out. Like, I'm just like, just calming down. And I read this email. I'm like, shit, are you freaking kidding me? Like she, at least she wrote me back. And then I keep reading. I'm like, Oh wait, they're going to dig through all their stuff to find us t-shirts and, uh, supplement samples. And what was the other, uh, uh, branded Kabuki net gators. Um, And she's going to come through with the flag, whether they have to custom order one or find one from from their their gym, which I think actually would be a little bit more badass if they were just like, well, we'll just pull one off the wall. Right. That would be so. But I'm going to I'm going to go next. They're having a meet and greet um, at the their gym or the lab or the strength lab over in Clackamas, mm-hmm. Oregon city, mm-hmm. anybody, anybody local listening, they're having from a, starts at 11 on August 28th. It's a full meet and greet, um, at Kabuki strength, look them up online. I'm sure there there's advertisements for it, but, um, so I, I'm going to go hopefully get to meet Charlie who I'm talking to on the emails and, nice. um, hook up with her and kind of go over things for what we're doing in the future. And, get a plan together so they can be more involved um, on the sponsorship side of things and, you know, hopefully build a really, really good relationship with them. That sounds <clears> rad, <throat> dude. I mean, when I, you, you sent me that email, I didn't see it till the morning. Um, and I read it and I'm like, I almost stopped reading too. And could you imagine like <laughs> if we would have <laughs> just stopped reading and just like close it like, ah, well F that. Yeah, like, I know. like that would have been so dumb, but no, like the, the way she, the way that it's written is so cool. And just like, just the overall support that mm-hmm. we're seeing through this camp and the overall like, um, feeling that we're get from people in the community that we're doing this yep. with, it's yep. like, 
oh, it's crazy. It's 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 exciting. It's scary. It's like Dude, it's, it's all of the above, right? I mean, I, I'm getting goosebumps right now just talking about this stuff and how like you know it it the the I was ta- I was talking to my family about it this week and my uncle was because I haven't even really talked to my uncle about it at all and he's I mean he's not in the strength sports or any kind of he's a uh, retired bush pilot from Alaska. Like, right, right. <laughs> you know, but he was talking to me about it and he was just like, well, so how did this even come about? And I was like, well, I told him about the meat, like the, the basis of kilo chaser chasers and how the name came about and like the, the outdoor meats that we're st- still planning on doing. Um, right. but how that turned into like you and me is having a conversation and be like, you know what we miss? We miss just having these old, old school, high school sports camps and mm-hmm. ran him through it. And he goes, that is so freaking cool. Yeah. Like, and then I like everybody, like somebody who's not even involved is, is stoked for it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then talking to, you know, Valence, the photographer from, from uh, Florida, Snappy Patchy and mm-hmm. Jerry Sanchez is his buddy. The, our other photographer, they just like, they don't care. They just want to be part of it. Yeah. You know, they're, they're just excited. And then to, to, as soon when I talked to, um, the owner of sports nutrition center, like she was like, Oh, that's so cool. I'm so glad you guys are doing that. We need more of that in our community. And like, yeah, tell me about it. Like, that's what we're yeah, trying to no do kidding. here. Dude, you, know? you know, the thing, uh, snappy going back to snappy patchy, I, I follow his Instagram and if you don't follow it up out there, you know, go check him out. Dude. Like he, <laughs> Hell yeah, he dude. is, he is cool as shit. Like his, he is just so hungry to be um, in this community. And I, I find that really refreshing. Uh, yeah. Also side note, he was rocking your, uh, your deal the other day, your, your Razorback. Yeah. He's, he's, Hitting the uh, Matt Ware style with the racer. I know. I know. Look, he looks way better in it than I do. But (laughs) (laughs) uh, yeah. So, but but it's just it's really refreshing to watch. And uh, yeah, there was also some really good conversations. I haven't actually found his podcast, but I see that he does a podcast. And so, like, and there's good conversations on there. Oh, absolutely! Like his the little excerpts and stuff. Like I I need to. We'll, we'll definitely have conversations with him and probably yes. if we don't if we don't re- record a podcast during the camp i think we're going to make a huge mistake because having that many people together we'll we'll have to figure out mic stands and how we're going to do it i mean i i think well we got think, what 10 no 12 people nine all to, well possibly 12 we have nine right now nine so that's nine we have four mics yeah, I think we can manage Te- it. Technically five, if you want to count my little lapel mics. Yeah. So, I mean, so. we could, I think we could do it. We could manage it. Just yeah. a couple, everybody would share a mic. And if you don't want to be part of it, whatever. But um, I think it'd be fun just to have, like, at the end of the last day, like, at, before everybody takes off, just yeah. sit down and just say, like, maybe just have people come in and do like little, uh, short interviews about what they think, what they, what they like, what they don't like, you know, I just have an honest conversation with them. And yeah, I think that's a good idea. Um, but I definitely want to sit down with, with snappy and, and dig into like how he even, how he got into being a photographer for weightlifters. Like how, 
he found you know, a niche. He really yeah. did. Oh yeah. And it, not only did he find a niche, it's not that he's, his photography is outstanding. And I'm, I'm speaking from someone who bought the package and used it. Like there, there's shots in there that is just like things that all weightlifters want. Yeah. You know, they're, 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 they're ones that the, you know, they want their iPhone friends to get, but there's no way. Cause you're yeah. getting quality and you're getting like these just snapshots of these amazing like moments that you don't even think about. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's one thing that I noticed about him and well, it's both him and Jerry, actually, they both have not just, so what, 10 years ago, I, I kind of dug deep into photography when I was, when Sarah and I got, first got together and, mm-hmm. um, like she has an eye for light, like, she when she's looking at something she can find the best angle to find the light for the shot right 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 but these guys not only know how to do that but they know how to find the moment and like that's like the emotional um like where you don't you don't necessarily think you want a picture of that or that yeah. there even was that moment but yeah. like it's something that'll stick that picture is like a mental picture that'll stick with you forever. And they've figured out how to find that and capture it. And like, um, my dad, my, my, Oh, sorry. Good. No, 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 my dad said something. There's conversation with that. He overheard with some kids and, um, their parents through, through sports. Um, he's, it was a really super emotional, um, moment and Mm -hmm. these kids are like you know 11 12 13 years old and he's like they will remember that over anything that that one moment because of the intensity because of what was said because of the environment like the time frame like all that stuff like that one little conversation that seems kind of minuscule to the, from the outside looking in, but that child is going to remember that f- forever, yeah. you know, and that's what these guys, they've figured out how to capture that moment for people. So, you know, they may not have noticed that they wanted to know, remember that moment forever. Like he took a picture of John and, and you, mm-hmm. that's just like, it's a, it's a super, super emotional moment, yeah. you know, and you, can look back, look at that and you know exactly that moment in time and what was going through your head. And you're going to be able to, every time you look at that picture, you're going to remember that, you know, it's, it's so freaking cool. It really is. And like just there and there in the back room, they, I think one of the coolest pictures they get and that I've seen this on a couple different lifters is that moment that you take the first step onto the platform. When you walk Mm up, there's like, there's some serious, like, for myself, like you break through something when you step on that platform, everything oh, goes yeah. quiet and you just yep. break through. And then next thing you like, you're in a bubble and yep. like they're capturing that moment and they're capturing it in a very artful way. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's interesting because as you were, st- as you were telling me that story, it reminded me um, of this time. Okay. When I was in high school, well, one of the kids on the football team his mom just had a really nice camera and would just take pictures at every single practice and game. We never asked her to. We always wondered what she was doing. We're like, why is she taking pictures? Our pictures. But then when we were a senior, she would hand us literally an envelope of like 400 pictures. Oh, my God. 
It was back in the day when like you didn't you had to develop you, the shit. <laughs> you had to develop it. <laughs> it's hilarious, actually. Um, and then so she would hand us these pictures and she's really like, this is uh freshman through senior year. And it's like the time she took to do all that, I can't even imagine because oh of technology God, now it would be like a lot easier. But yeah, but it was it was something that I still have. I have a shoebox that is just full of them. And yeah. from time to time, I go through and I show my kids and I'm like talking about it. And it, you're right. It brings me back to that moment of what was going on in my life, what mm-hmm. was going on on the field, the excitement, the, the disappointment. Like it's everything freaking nuts, dude. Yeah. So they have found a way to capture that. And, and especially in a sport that's so passionate. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And like the relationship that you have with your team and – um, sorry. Okay. The, the the relationship you have with your team and your coach, not a lot of people get to see that. Yeah. And the them them finding a way to hold that for you forever, especially with these na- these these national meets or like the AO series, where you know some some people only get to go one time, and they're. Yep. If they don't, if they don't buy the package or if they don't, you know, if they don't have somebody there with them and a lot, I mean, traveling with family to these things is, it's not, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it's silly. It's like I, yeah. I, I couldn't imagine going to the Arnold Arnold with Delaney and Sarah and Kaylee. Like they're not going to have, like, well, I think they'd have a good time for like a day. Well, the Arnold's you a know, little different. It's a yeah. sports festival. Yeah, yeah. But it's going like to like nationals is a little like, yeah. you know, they yeah. might they might be a little rough. It might be a little rough. But you know, it's you're not going to have somebody there to take a picture for you. And correct. And yeah, these guys are just and there's not there's not very many people doing it. Um, there's definitely more and more every year it seems, but yeah. they're they're hitting it hard and, and doing a hell of a job. I'm really honored for them to be part of the part of what we're doing. Um, yep. and really excited to see how the relationship go, grows, um, over the next few camps and, and what we can do and, and what we can do with the podcast and everything else with them. So, yeah, that it'll be sweet to see how that, how, um, you know, we can look back at that and see, there's just so much opportunity, but also feel the emotions, but like, be like, look at that platform. Maybe we should have done that a little differently, you know, or what, what could we do differently? Yeah. Cause oh, I think that's, you know, that's how you evolve. Right. Yeah. Well, and like, that's kind of the whole point is like, it's not just work. I didn't, I, if I just wanted somebody to come and take pictures, like I would have, I got plenty, I know plenty of people that are halfway decent with camera that can come and just take pictures. Right. 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 But I want somebody that's passionate is going to mm-hmm. find those angles and they want to. And like, like we've, like Jerry said on the, on the camp page the other day, like we want to document this. Yeah. Right. We don't just want right. a bunch of pictures of everybody having a good weekend or whatever. Like we want to document it because it's, it's something, the the closest thing that, uh, that it's, that you could compare it to is what, what Glenn Penley did in Kansas or I think it was Kansas or North Carolina on, on at his family's farm. Like he did those guys. Oh, that's that's yeah. how Seb, that's how Seb mm-hmm. and Glenn met mm-hmm. and he did those 
you know, I don't know how long he did them for, but they were like one week or two week camps. But that was like everybody's you're sleeping at Glenn's and you're eating what he's cooking you and you're training three three times a day. And this is the closest thing that we're going to get to that for the normal person who works 40 hours a week, you know, 52 weeks out of the year. They can take some time off and come and do that. And on top of that, build camaraderie in the community and meet some cool people and get some ideas and, you know, possibly, who knows, work through work through a sticking point or, you know, hit a PR. The sky's the limit for what we're doing. So, yeah. And I mean, also the networking. You know, this community oh. needs to be uh, more connected. I think we talked about that in our last podcast, but like, you know, let's connect with people across from the United States. So when we do go to a Florida meet, we call them up. Hey, let's hang out. You yep. know, let's be a part of this. Let's, are you going to be there? You know, type thing. Because yep. I think, you know, at, with us, we're on a team that's spread out across the United States. So it kind of, you know, I, I find myself taking, you know, that for granted. But it's like when you start meeting people outside of the team that are in the world of weightlifting mm-hmm. that have a different perspective and different view. I mean, it, it just you know, makes you better an athlete, right? I think and it makes you, it makes you a better person, but it makes you a better person all around. You know, you start building relationships, you learn and you learn different cultures, you learn different ways of life, you learn different ways of lifting, you learn mm-hmm. all kinds of things. And that's what it's all about. Like, let's just freaking rock this community. Yeah. No, it's, it's going to be a hell of a time. Super yeah. freaking excited. Um, yeah. I still got it. Like everybody gave me what their maxes were for the last six months. I think I'm going to knock 10 kilos off what Cornell sent me because <laughs> he heard, he heard his, his whittle groin. Okay. So <laughs> I thought you just wanted to put him at a disadvantage just cause. <laughs> well, uh, no, I, be, I, I mean, he's going to be I would add, out, I would. I would add 10 kilos to his. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. If I was going to put him at a disadvantage, be like, (laughs) everybody's going off of their, their maxes from that they've hit in the last six months. But Cornell, you're going off a, your one sixty snatch, not a one fifty snatch and a one eighty clean and jerk. Sorry, bud. (laughs) But yeah, (laughs) I freaking dug out because he used to, he used to coach or coach, um, and he was a wakeboard instructor oh, back okay. in the day when he was yeah. like in his 20s, teenage teenager, early twenties, anyhow. And so I was going through our shed up there and we have an original weight, like the, so there is, we have the very first one that they came out with. So there was a wake scurfer and it was okay. like a weird narrow surfboard with straps on it. And Crazy. still, still thick, like just okay. and yeah. looked like a surfboard, except instead of being like, uh, like 18 inches, 20 inches wide, it was like 16, 14, 16 <laughs> inches wide and had these oh, strap boy. bindings <laughs> on it, like terrible with a little knee yeah. or, uh, surgical tubing that went around your heel oh, to yeah, keep yeah, your foot, yeah. <laughs> you know, I know what you're talking about. Yes. So we never had one of those, but we got the HO, um, hyperlight the very first hyperlight wakeboard. Yeah. And about. Yeah. it was like, it was a big freaking deal. And awesome. then we got the next, that one like broke or something. I can't remember what happened to it, but we got the next mm-hmm. one like the year later. And so I, I dug it out. I took a picture of it and sent it to him. He goes, Oh, that thing's badass. I remember when that came out, you got all excited. So that's awesome. It's going to be fun. Hopefully we get some people to 
wakeboard, kneeboard, and inner. Like we're definitely gonna go inner tubing. So I'll get up on a wakeboard. It's always I've done. I did it for like a couple of years. Oh yeah, not, it's, it's not one good of those, at all, but you know it's fun. Yeah, and if my I'm hoping that I can drag my brother up there, and if he comes up even for the day on like Monday, I might be able to get him up there on Tuesday. But he'll bring his his surf boat over, and we'll get in some wake surfing. And sure. but that's that'll be that's like the ultimate like chill. Like we're just gonna cruise. And yeah. have a good time, but nice. I like that. Um, so you know, we're like three weeks out. Super, like I'm freaking the fuck out. But we're we're working through one day at a time. We got the first platform is up there and ready to go, and Sweet. half of the half of the second ones up there. And I gotta go. And this week is like every other night. I'm gonna be plugging away at getting the rest of them ready. Nice. Um. So, but let's uh. Let's talk about that 150 clean that you missed because you you're you have a sticky left foot and a left arm that didn't want to do anything. Yeah, no, I think you put it best. Like <laughs> the whole left side of my body was just like go fuck yourself. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was we're like, not doing we're not doing this. <laughs> yeah, let's go. They were like, "Okay, you guys are you're good. You right right side, you good? Okay, we're going to go get a beer and yeah. fuck you. <laughs> you guys got this one?" <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, no. It was a it was an interesting one. Like 150's been on my mind for a long time and and uh you know, so I was like I was feeling good. Um, I was, what was it a Monday? No, it was a Tuesday. It was a Tuesday and we had just cleans off the mid blocks and mm-hmm. I got called out. They were like, Matt's going to do 150 in jorts because you know, if, if you've seen me lift, you see, I, I will lift in jorts sometimes. <laughs> I I'm listen, I will probably be the There's only one you'll hear say that. A, they're, they're, they're stretching. They're, they're jean colored <laughs> spandex. I'm, I'm kidding. They're not, they're, they're legitimate jorts. It's freaking, they're. They're just the fit for like a 96, not a 102. So. Yeah, they, they are a little <laughs> short and tight. Let's just put it that way. Um, but I, you know, I started wearing them as a joke and I was like, oh man, I kind of like lifting in these. <laughs> so anyways. Um, They're compression shorts. Me, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, somebody called me out and was like, Matt's going to hit 150. And so I got super amped because when you get called out, you're just like, yeah, got to do it now. Um, and I worked all the way up, got to 150. And, you know, after talking to you a little bit I'm, and looking at the film, it wasn't a Clark. It was more like a panda pull. Like the, my first one, I pulled really high and I got scared, didn't go under it, popped it down. And I looked at, at the, I was uh, streaming with Damon and I looked at him and I was like, oh man, I got that. That seems super light. And he goes, okay, go for it again. Went for it again. Same thing happened. I got scared. And then I said, okay, listen, I'm going to take one more attempt you know, cause that's kind of like the way I like to roll. That third attempt is like the last, last ditch effort. So I get out there, I literally put my hands on the bar and I hear bloop, 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 like five people jumped onto the zoom. And oh, so God. I'm like, my head is down and I'm like, don't look at that computer. Don't look at the computer <laughs> because it's going to throw you off. Right. So I'm like, okay, hyped. Here it is. I better go under this bar. <laughs> and exactly what you said was I pulled, everything was good. And my left side was like, you're not going under the bar, but I still tried to go and I got super lucky. I got, I got really yeah. lucky because I missed it and my elbow came down onto my thigh. Luckily I have some good mobility in my shoulder and my thigh, you know, just had to like ricochet off of it. Yeah. 
um, definitely left a nice mark on my thigh, which I've actually worked <laughs> through pretty well. Luckily. That's good. Man. Uh, That's, yes. That's, yes. I was in you, full you, mobility you, today. You watch that video, man. It is scary like that's i mean that's how people blow their wrists out and in, in their careers yeah. because of shit well like that's that. funny that you say that because like the first time so it happened and i'm like going through you know we have uh, jason white that is a physical therapist and then mm-hmm. you know i i you sent him a message and i was like hey this is what happened what do you think and then i sent one to cornell and i was like hello doctor <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and he thought i was talking about the wrist he's like oh no you oh, need shit. to be scraping every little bone in that wrist. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 not my wrist. It's my thigh. And he's like, oh, thank God. You're, that's okay. Yeah. That's really good news, actually. <laughs> so, yeah. But between those two, we rocked it out. And, and I was in full mobility, full depth today. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't feel any pain anymore. So it's good. That's awesome. That's that's really good. I mean, consider you were moving pretty good on Thursday when you came over. Like, yeah, it wasn't um, you could tell it was tight like yeah. super super tight but it wasn't it, it was. yeah it wasn't like screwing up you weren't you weren't side shifting any more than usual i mean you have a little bit of a, a weave in your hips but nothing yeah. nothing terrible yeah. um and it was just a little bit more noticeable plus it helped that we were doing powers but <laughs> yeah, um, <helped> a lot <laughs> yeah 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 um, but it, you know for me it was i, I never want to be scared to go under the bar because if i put my hands on that bar i'm like you know uh, uh, it's, and it's an ego thing, but I, I think that I might, it might make me think twice a little bit when, as I'm getting up in these have bigger weights, because, you know, going under a, a, a 90 kilo snatch or a hundred kilo snatch, yeah, you know, sometimes one out of 10 times, you're probably going to hurt something if you're not strong enough. Right. Yeah. But when you get up to those bigger weights, man, it's like, Ooh, boy, you got to think twice and you got to be good. And you, and there's a reason why you're lifting big weights is because you have technique. And so let's use that technique instead of just try to be hyped about it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like that's, you know, you took three, you took three shots at it. And yeah. I mean, I, uh, taking three shots at a lift that you're not getting full momentum on, like, like yeah. block cleans, like, Block cleans are great. They definitely, they target a certain area of your lift and they will help you work through sticking points and whatnot um, and build power. But to hit a, a full on clean PR that you haven't hit from the ground before. Um, I mean, just the fact that you went under it and were close. I mean, you're going to get that from the ground when you have full yeah. Excel, like full range of motion and full acceleration of the bar and yeah. into your hips, like you're, you're going to make that lift. Like it's not even, it's not even a question that, that freaking flew off the blocks. Right. Like it, it was just, it was just a matter of, you know, your body doesn't, we don't do block pulls enough. No, we to, don't. You're right. Yeah. You know, to really have them down and being young in the sport. I mean, yeah, we, we've been doing that. I, well, I got five years. I mean, I wouldn't say five years cause I I've taken, two or three months off here and there because of work. But, you know, we essentially like three or four years of lifting experience. And that's just not enough time to, to really learn how to do cleans from the blocks. Like it's just a, it's a, it's an art form. And so it'll be, it'll be really interesting to see what you hit next weekend. Um, I personally think you're going to be in the, the, 
112, 145 range. Um, definitely. I'm, I'm really confident that you're going to hit 112, 145. Um, yeah. I've had 114 above my head. Um, it was about four weeks ago. Yep. And just barely locked it out, but then fell forward. <clears throat> but um, I, I think you're right. You know, this I, I'm, t- I'm taking this meet as not a full train through, but almost kind of train through. I'm not going to taper too much. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm just going to keep lifting the way I've been lifting, do some heavy squats on Thursday, fly down there on Friday. I'm sure Cornell will have us do something. Um, oh, yeah. And then oh, yeah. you know, Saturday's a big day. But, uh, man, I I can't tell you how – there's not a guilt trip, but how much I'm going to miss you down there. Dude, don't I wish even, you were coming. I wish you were coming, even. but just want to send you some love on that. Uh, I know I you wish, do too. Yeah. Oh, man, this is like of all the meets to travel to, like I'm, I'm bummed because I can't make the freedom finals this year. Yeah. And this one, like I was really trying to figure out how the hell I could make it. Yeah. And there's, it's just not going to happen. But and that it is what it is, but that's here, also here, why I, I'm going down there too, is for a little R and D so I can document some shit and send it back to you. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to have a little debriefing when you get back for sure. Here's a, yeah. here, I got a quick little hot take. Hot okay. take, hot take. Uh-oh. As a mass, as a master's lifter that trains three to four days a week, I think if you're doing a full taper for a meet, you're a pussy. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Now, when you say training three to four days a week, what are you saying? I'm saying if you train like Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, or Monday, okay. Tuesday, Thursday, or any variation, if you're not a full time two and a half hours in the gym, five to six days a week. Okay. And like you may, I mean, do like spend the, the three days before the meet and like knock 10% off of your, your percentage work, mm-hmm. you know, don't squat heavy on those three days. That's about it. Like you shouldn't have to do it. If you're doing a real taper, like yeah. I'm, whatever, dude, I don't think like, you know, I, I don't, taper. I, I really don't. I mean, do you? Recently? Ever? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I mean, we, we, we definitely like down. No, but, we've, yeah. we've definitely, John has, John has a two week taper. Um, it's, it's more like eight days or something like that. It's, but it's, it's really solid and it works. Um, he's started to develop a new, a new two week taper. And I think he has, he he's experimenting with stuff, which is it's just fine. He's a coach. That's what he's supposed to do. Um, I hope he's keeping track of everything and and doing his due diligence f- for himself and for his athletes. Um, yes. But the my, I I just really really think that if you're not a full legitimate full time athlete, um, weightlifting athlete, and even like a master, like yeah, like. If you're lifting again, if you're lifting five six days a week, yeah, do a taper. But if you're if you're lifting three days a week for, and only doing, yeah. you know, if you're if you're on a program where you're not snatching and clean jerking on the same day, then fuck what the yeah, fuck you, ever. Yeah. Like I'm sorry, you're not I'm you're not gonna. <laughs> the only yeah, totally. thing like as and this is coming from this is coming from the max out Friday mentality. Like right. 
you don't taper for Max Out Friday. And sorry, like that's a meet is the easiest lifting that you're going to do in your program. Correct. The only the only thing that you you got is in your head, right? So you're trying to prime your body, and to, so your head thinks your body's in the best shape possible. But in all reality, like you should be able to hit those numbers almost any day of the week. Well, let's look at. I mean, let me think. Let me ask you this: in in your best uh, definition, what is a taper? What is a taper for? I mean, you kind what of just it? said it, but like, what what is a taper? Like, why do we have a thing called a taper? Like, could you, um, just to get so, your body ready? Yeah, it's just to get your body ready. It's to do a little bit of a deload, like <clears throat> like hit your openers right a week or two mm-hmm. in advance, and then base your training for the next two weeks off of those all your percentages off of those, and yeah. have a a declining taper, right? Mm-hmm. Where you start at, with your intensity and your your rep ranges a little high, and you just slowly taper it off. Yep. And it's 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 almost the same as a body getting ready for a bodybuilding meet. Like, yeah, it takes about a month, and you slowly like get your muscles. You suck all the all the anything and everything out of your muscles, and then you freaking just load them full of carbs, and so you're fully dried out, and then your right. muscles swell up and and you step on stage and hopefully if your coach is good and you followed all your shit and you didn't go out drinking in the month and a half before the, the show, you're good. A yeah. taper for weightlifting or for powerlifting for anything <clears throat> in the strength sports world, like is about the same. You just slowly give your body a break and you come back and you freaking you're primed. You have no worry in your wor- in your head that you're tired, that you overtrained, that you didn't recover enough. Like, because if you hit a single at at 65% the snatch and a a single at like 55% the clean jerk and you hit a 70% triple in the back squat and then you went and sat in the sauna for half an hour and, you know, the the night before the meet, like, there's no, you're not going to overtrain. So, like, in your brain... Like you're like, oh, I just did that yesterday. Like it's no big deal. And I, I two weeks ago I hit these numbers and and I've just been like hitting everything. I haven't missed a lift. Like it's just uh, it's all in the head. And if you're training, if you're training right, then yeah. well, I just, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna quote. There I asked you this because I kind of I just saw this uh, was it two days ago, and I'm gonna quote. Uh, and I liked it, even though uh, Greg Everett he kind of some of his thoughts kind of challenged me a little bit and, and by no means do I disagree with him, but I agree with him on this one where he says, as a weightlifter, you need to do, um, what is best for your body to pick up that bar effectively and put it over your head. And so like for me, a taper is like hundred to 101% squats on Monday. If I'm lifting on Saturday, I'm lifting, I'm squatting as heavy as I can on Monday. Mm -hmm. And then I'm, as I get down the week, I'm tapering down the weight, tapering up the volume so I can build confidence within my head on how to get that bar over my head real, real fast, get work on my speed, get under mm-hmm. it and just build confidence. And yeah. as a master's, as you know, I, my body needs to decompress and my body needs to relax. And so yeah. like 
um, I'm, I have a pretty good routine where every Friday, I'm going to do it on Thursday this, this week, but every Friday before the competition, I get a massage, you know, our massage. And that's just for me to clear my head. It's for me to open up the tightness that's in my back already. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I sit in the sauna at least two to three times that week. Uh, I do like all the big recovery things. I make sure yeah. that yeah. I'm specifically eight hours of sleep at night because okay. these are all the things we should be doing every single day, right? But as a master's lifter, as a person with a career, as a person with a family and only lifting three to four times a week, you know, you can kind of skate with, with not doing it, even though you should, I'm not recommend not, but (laughs) I take, that's my taper is that week of doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, I once had a coach tell me if you do heavy lifts on Monday, Saturday, your legs will be primed to lift the most weight possible. And Mm -hmm. I'm not going to quote why, because I don't know the technical name for it, but it is a chemical that is released into your legs. That is a slow release and just opens up on that like fifth, sixth day. Huh? It's interesting. Um, maybe I'll do some research on it before I talk any more about it, but it's, 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 uh, yeah, it's interesting. And so my, my idea of a taper is not necessarily program. It's more about getting my body and my confidence ready. Okay. No, I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. So, so maybe, maybe if you, uh, just to come at, come, come at you a little bit, not, not really. I'm just saying like, so with the whole overtraining argument or point of view or whatever, Mm -hmm. maybe we could say that your taper your even though your lifts might not be tapering, maybe just your squats and and you know you start doing some you know low seventy percent snatches and cleans to get yeah. snappy, um, yeah. but you're upping your recovery game so much that mm-hmm. even though your lifts aren't necessarily declining, your your volume of kilos lifted might not be changing necessarily, okay. but your recovery is doubling or tripling in those days leading up to the, to the meet. So technically, I mean, you could almost be doing the same, having the same effect of doing an actual like program taper by recovering better for your body. Yeah. I like that. Uh, It's just thought. I don't know. Well, you know, maybe, maybe we try that and we, we test that out. If I get into the WSO championship currently on the wait list, we won't go into that, Mm. but, (laughs) uh, yeah, if I get into that, dude, well, we should we should do some testing on that that uh, what that taper looks like and mess around with it. It would be fun to do. Do R and D. I think it'd be fun to do where we pull just because I'm not I I've said it before I'm not a USAW member. That's why I try not to talk too much on their politics, um, right. but. It would be really fun to do where you do your recovery plan coming up, going up to a meet. Like mm-hmm. we'll take go a month out, right? And you and the only thing I do differently, right, is my my recovery. I don't treat my recovery any different than any other day, but mm-hmm. I do a program taper, and we go all the way to you go to a meet and. I do a mock meet 
and see what we do, see how much better we feel and how we lift. Yeah. It'd be fun. That'd be really fun. I'd like to compare and you know, um, you know, we would have to, I mean, we're, we're, we are comparing two things that are very similar. So I think we would get some cool results out of what happens. Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe like, I wonder if you could sort of time that up with a GWL cause that would be a good kind of, that would actually, situation. that would probably be the best situation. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just, just to have the same environment. I mean, the, the only other thing to do would actually, I would have to fucking pay the money and, and be a USAW member again and just do a local main, which isn't yeah. against like, I've, I don't give a shit. Like it's a hundred and something bucks out of my pocket. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Um, and then I can sit around and bitch about their politics for hey, a year. Join that couch, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, I'm a keyboard warrior. I'll get right behind it. <laughs> right. Yeah, Sorry. it's interesting. Yeah, um, yeah, no, you know, I heard something the other day since we're on the, the topic of com uh, competitions. And um, I've bombed out a comp. And have you, have you bombed out a comp? Uh, not a full comp. I bombed out a snatches in my... La the last USAW meet that I oh, did. Oh, that's right. Okay, that's right. Uh, that's uh, you made one. Primal. Interesting. No, I okay. I uh, bombed out of snatches. I couldn't snatch 100 kilos to save my life, and yeah. which was super embarrassing because it was the first. Not embarrassing. It, it sucked because my it, my Kaylee showed up. She came, and it's the first time she's seen me lift outside of the garage. And but I did. There was another guy who bombed out of snatches, and he just quit. He left. And <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> and so I was like, and Kyle kind of had a little pep talk with me. He goes, you, you, you're going to go out and you're going to make 15. He's like, you've made, I was, you made 115 kilo clean and jerk a ridiculous amount of times. If there's no freaking reason why you will not make that lift. Right. And I was like, okay, whatever. I'll, I'll go out there and do it. Like I can power clean 115. It's not, it's not even a, an issue. So, right, right. but I went out and went three for three and PR I competition PR my clean and jerk. So that was well, the reason, the reason why I ask is because, so I guess my blow or bomb out was I did all three snatches, but I got hurt on the first clean and jerk. And so I just took myself out of it. I don't know what that, okay. if that's actually a bomb out or well, what it is, but anyways, well, you I did heard, total. Uh, so, oh yeah, I didn't. I mean, total, te so te te uh, technically, it's, it's still a bomb out. I mean, I yeah. I didn't total. I mean, right? Yeah. So yeah, same thing. That, that same thing. Um, and so I heard something online the other day, and I can't remember the guy's name, even though he's really big in weightlifting. But he was saying that if you bomb out and you walk away from it, not caring about it, then you're just going to continue to bomb out. But if you bomb out and you walk away from it, and you're ultra down and and on yourself and like you dig in on it, you're going to return and be better. I wanted to know kind of what your, what's your thought on that of like when, when that happened to you and you walked away from that meet, where was your head at? So that was still during COVID and they, oh, yeah, that sucked. and we had to wear masks. Yeah. Yeah, that's while lifting, which was absolute freaking horse shit. Yeah, um, it was. And Kyle, when I showed up, he goes, you've been training in a mask, right? I was like, what? Why? No, I train in my garage. Why the hell would I train with a mask on? He goes, <laughs> you have to lift with a mask on the platform, dumbass. So 
<laughs> Kyle's hilarious. <dude. laughs> and so I go out there and, you know, I'm not going to say the mask was the reason that I missed the snatches. It was definitely in my head. Um, but as much like I, at first I was like, that's freaking stupid. I shouldn't have had to wear a mask. The mask made me miss blah, 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 blah. Right. And then I started thinking about it and I was like, you know what? It, yeah. The mask probably did have something to do with me missing, but the fact that I didn't do my due diligence and train for a few weeks ahead of time with a mask and then, and then use that same mask that I trained in yeah. to compete in. I mean, it's, it's the same thing. It goes all the way back to, um, Donnie t- telling John when he got a new pair of Nikes or whatever, um, at Pan Am's, what, what the hell are you doing, boy? Putting those shoes on. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, we train in these shoes. We lift in these shoes, throw those things away. Right. You know, it makes total sense. Like you, you compete how you train. Yeah. You step on that field and that's why we train as hard as we do to prepare for the game, right? For the yeah. for the show. Yeah. And it's been it's been true for me and for you in football and wrestling and baseball and all of our coaches back I you know, coaches are a little bit different now than they were back then. A yep. little bit different yeah. now. <laughs> um but you know, it was always we don't dink around on the field during practice. Like there's times like when we have a water break or if we're cooling down, like go ahead and be teenagers, be kids, like whatever. But when we're on the field and we're training and we're learning and we're practicing, your yeah. eyes are f- eyes out front and you're listening no matter what, right. because that that's what's going to take. And that's going to be the difference between a winner and second place. So, yeah. so that, I, I mean, that's, that, that's, I mean, you're a hundred percent correct. Like, it was my mindset. I was at first I wanted to play the blame game. And then I really actually started thinking about it. And I was like, nope, it was me. And then I got down on myself because I was a freaking dumbass for not doing what I was supposed to do. <clears throat> and then, you know, it was, but I was happy because both you and Donald did super good, you know, kicked ass. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And that was a good meet. And it was the last meet that Kyle was a part of for us before he went off to the air force. So, I mean, yeah. it was, it was, it was awesome me. And I definitely like, I really, really wish I could have done what I needed to do on the platform for the, to, mm-hmm. you know, at least make a snatch, make one, but I, I was feeling confident. I, everything was moving good in the back room. Like I was, I made 90, I made 96. Like it was nothing. I think it was 96, yeah. 96 or 97. <clears throat> Like, and my plan was to go 100, 102, 105, or 100, 103, 105. Like, there's no reason why I shouldn't be able to do that. I made 105, like, three weeks earlier or two weeks earlier. Like, right. it's not a, it wasn't a big deal. Um, but evidently it was. Well, you know, I, I wonder because the mentality of walking off away from that, you know, I was the same way. You know, I pretty much had the same reaction of what you just said, which was, you know, the first 24 hours, it was the blame game within myself, the blame game within other people. And then it was like, okay, I got home, you know, I sat and reflected. And then I was like, fuck that. That's not happening again. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I I made sure that that didn't happen again. I registered for a comp like four weeks after that and went out and hit 
all my lifts and and that was good yeah. it was a good refresher to be like you know you can do this um yep i was a little challenged by what he was saying because i think there is a um huge benefit in our as a mind of a weightlifter to be able to walk away from something and let it go and if and if i'm going to walk away from that and let it go and not let it dwell in my mental state then i have to be like you know what F that comp, not worried about it. I'm going to schedule myself four weeks later and I'm going to do this. Um, I, I just, I think that that kind of mentality for some people is, is needed. And this idea that we have to, we have to be down on ourselves and we have to like, you know, be disappointed with our, our performance. Um, it just, it goes with that romantic uh, feeling of what weightlifting is. And I think it's over romanticized a little bit. Ooh. Ooh. I think that, so for me, I think that he may have been a little unclear maybe in what he was saying and, or maybe the way I take the way I take that is if you're not willing to grow and take responsibility for what happened. Yeah. And, you, and that doesn't mean you have to be down on yourself. Like you like w- what you just said, like you're going to walk away from that meet, acknowledge the fact that you sucked in one way <laughs> exactly. or another. Yeah, right? Like you're not going you don't you're not going to be down on yourself because we don't have time to play this pity party of, Oh, what was me? I sucked that day. Like, Oh, what do I need to do to change this? Uh, no, I don't yeah. need, I don't need, I don't have time for angst. Right. It's, I made a mistake. These are the mistakes I made. I'm done. It's in the past. I know what I need to do now execute. And it's kind of a, I, it's really easy to say that it's that cut and dry because yeah. I'm, as weightlifters, we're emotional little bitches most of the time. <laughs> yes, but, we are. <laughs> you know, I'll wear that on so, my sleeve. <laughs> I, yeah, I like yeah. so to to say that like we should be down on ourselves. It's it's not we should like if I think that if you're not down on yourselves, I don't think you're necessarily a hundred percent all into weightlifting. Um, if you're not willing to fully take on the burden of a bomb out or a shitty session, like going into max out Friday and, you know, hit only being able to hit 90% and missing 95% or 93%, you know, however many times your coach is going to let you or, or that's another conversation, but, um, but you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. you're, you're going to have those days and it's going to freaking suck and you have to get through it and you have to push through and not dwell on it. And, like you said, you schedule another meet and go and prove to yourself and prove to the, to the stupid freaking inanimate object that you're better than it. <laughs> <Not an object. laughs> yeah, it is. It is. You're right. I know. That's why I'm laughing because we, it's like built up in my mind as this big monster, but it's not. No, <laughs> it, no the monsters in your head, like the, exactly. the, the real, the real, the real fucking monster here mm-hmm. is Newton. And the apple. That's all <laughs> I got to say. This gravity. Gravity is the fucking devil. <laughs> it has nothing to yeah. do with that bar yeah. or the reds or the blues. Like it is 100% gravity is the, the problem here. Yep. 
Yeah, and no. like running against it. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I think you I think you make a really good point when you said that he was a bit unclear. And man, I wish uh I wish we could get him on here and have this conversation live. That would be really cool. Uh, okay, I'm thinking it's uh, Dylan something. Uh huh? it was on John's podcast. Um, oh, Dylan Cooper. Dylan Cooper, yes. You know, and, and I usually watch his his little he has these, you know, five second real things that he does oh, he's, and he talks he's about. Dude, dozer, seriously, dozer lifting. Could you get a better name for a weightlifting? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you know, awesome. that's, that's, and that's if, like, if you followed him for any period of time, that is yeah. 100% him. Like, him and uh, Nathan Damron, like, that's their, like, they're just going to doze their way through training and train. They, I mean, they, they freaking keyed train stupid. Like that's their phrase. They should have trademarked that shit. Like <laughs> that's awesome. You know, the freaking freedom freezer, all that shit. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's ridiculous. But, um, anyhow, dude, we are at an hour that oh, freaking wow. flew by. Holy yeah. Crap. I was like, yeah. I told Sarah, I was like, Hey, yeah, we're going to do a, a quick 30 minute podcast. <laughs> who, who knew we were going to talk for an hour. So, well, I haven't anyhow, seen man. you. I haven't seen you all weekend. So, you know, all I'm, week. I'm, I know <laughs> it's been four days. I know. All right. We, I think we have talked every single day. So. I know. <laughs> that's what. Hey, that, that's what good co-hosts do. Exactly. Yeah, that's anyhow. how we talk. Hey. Yep. <laughs> we're good. Yep. Anyway. Anyhow, dude. So, uh, you are. You have a show, new show coming up, or you just did a? Did you do a? a um, did you, did I did you a Max Effort Kitchen. For the- yeah, yeah. I record over the weekend. I'm going to do a little bit of editing to it. Um, and it'll probably be posted Tuesday. Yeah, I'm going to post it Tuesday. Okay. okay. Sweet. Yeah, Tuesday. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that- and it's, yeah, no, it, it's going to be Tuesday. And it's um, it's just a little rant. You'll find out. It's it's food for thought. It's all about uh, the ideas of, of, the, of time. And how we could be effective because you hear me talk about Max Ever Kitchen and mm-hmm. a lot of everything we do is all about temperature and time. Well, mm-hmm. I'm taking time and I'm just exploding it and seeing how we can use it both in the kitchen and in our lives. So it's, it's a good one. It's a passionate one for sure. Well, time is a construct. Yes, it is. <laughs> time is a construct and yeast just so happens to fucking operate on that construct so. <laughs> yeah it sure does so um yeah we got uh i'm gonna have so this is gonna launch this is wednesday this week um i'm doing a quick quote-unquote quick um interview with matthew stokes from stokes co leather in bend oregon nice. he has a bunch of big news making huge progress in his business and what he's doing um Jared Fleming is going to be on following week. Uh, Matthew Konar is going to be on this week on yeah. Thursday. Uh, that's when we're recording, so that'll actually be the following week. That'll be after the twenty. I think that'll go up on the on the twenty the twenty thirtieth, the thirtieth okay. of August. Twenty thirtieth uh, we'll works. Forget. I like yeah, that. Twenty thirtieth. Uh, and yeah, Kilo Chaser at Kilo Chasers at PFRS. Look us up. The Doc Fifty One Performance website will be dropping in the next. Well probably by the end of the freaking year at this rate yeah, but yeah um yeah man it was great talking cool. to you as usual always a good conversation buddy absolutely i'll talk to you later Bye. Yeah, bye-bye.